Welcome to our classroom. In this space, we talk about education, which is inclusive of, but not limited to, what happens in schools. I'm your host, Roberto Germán. Happy to be here with you for another episode. Today's episode will feature Dr. Lois Marshall Barker, who's a Grenadian native and creative currently living in Houston, Texas. She has over 14 years of experience in education. Dr. Barker has served as a high school ELA teacher, instructional coach, and now curriculum developer. She works closely with educators to revamp curriculum and structures to ensure all students are seen and have an opportunity to be successful as defined by them. Joining us also is Ava Barker, her co-author and daughter. Ava, 12-year-old creative and native Texan, proud of Grenadian heritage. She's president of her school's theater club, landing roles in productions such as Junie B. Jones, and the Super Non-Heroes. Ava is an avid reader of graphic novels and historical fiction. At school, Ava is very passionate about having access to books that reflect all stories, including hers. She is also very vocal about teaching history beyond the eyes of the settlers, making sure all perspectives and truths are told. We will be discussing the book that Dr. Barker and Ava co-authored, Ava's Caribbean ABCs. So hope you are excited to unpack their journey with this text, learn a little bit more about who they are. And so again, we will have Dr. Lois, Marshall Barker, and Ava Barker. Good, good evening, good evening, good evening. Hi, how are you? Doing well, how are you? Excited to be here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, so again, we have Dr. Lois Marshall Barker and Ava Barker with us, the co-authors of Ava's Caribbean ABC, which... If you don't have it, go and purchase it now. Ava's Caribbean ABC. And so thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, appreciate your time. And we're going to go ahead and jump right in. I'm, I'm eager to start by having you share about your educational experience, uh, that, the educational experience that inspired you to, to write Ava's Caribbean ABC. So what in your educational experience inspired you to write this book? For me, it was a lack of representation. Um, most of my schooling was in Grenada. And I left Grenada when I was around 15, and I moved to upstate New York, uh, Syracuse to be exact. And most of the books we read um, weren't a lot of Black stories. They weren't a lot of Brown stories. 
And I just felt as a kid moving from uh, the Caribbean, moving from Grenada, where your identity is celebrated, where culture is always at the forefront of our learning and moving to this new place where I didn't see any of that. Or it was always white American culture being given to me, you know, time and time again. And as a 15 year old, you know, it, I kind of sorted back there. Like, why am I not seeing, you know, stories? Why am I not seeing people that look like me? And then, you know, just fast forward to her experience. Um, me, you know, like as her being a young reader and me being a parent trying to find books for her to read so she can learn about our history, our culture, and there wasn't anything. And so, you know, that really pushed me and it brought me back to that 15-year-old me in Syracuse, New York with no representation. No, most of the kids never heard about Grenada because there were no books, not even a history book or a textbook, you know, that really gave them, you know, my story or showed them where I came from. So it really, like, pushed me to, to share that, to share that culture. Mm. That's great. That's great. Ava, do you want to add to that? Um, well, I can relate it to what she said because at school, most of the time we were just reading books that were centered around like, like more of American culture where I would see is like um, things that were just related in America versus like when, when, I, um, when I try to learn about my culture, it's like barely even there in libraries or other places like even my school library, which really like, kind of affected me in a way where it's like if, if I'm a child of two Grenadian parents, then like, why can't I see my culture other than my household? And it was just really hard to like really find my identity, given the fact that everywhere I go, it's just more American culture than my. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's an important thing that, that you're stating in terms of affirmation, right? Because everybody wants to feel affirmed. And I love the fact that you, you you took this into your own hands, right? That we're driving our own narrative and not waiting for anybody else to tell our story because the likeliness is that it won't be told or that it will be told incorrectly. So um, props to you for for taking those steps, for, for advocating for yourselves, for writing this book. Uh, and you're, so you're, you're a mother-daughter writing duo. How, what was that experience like for you? Uh, writing this book together, what was challenging about the process? What what was rewarding about the process? And we'll start with Ava. Go ahead. Um, well, like, what I did was, like, I kind of more interested in art. So, like, yeah, like, yeah, she would share the things she was writing about with me. But I was kind of more interested in the art aspect because I love drawing and seeing art. So I, I remember, like, just reading so much picture books and how it was introduced to me. Typically, when you see picture books, it's always, like, these bright, beautiful colors that, like, like go along with the story. So I was more in charge of seeing how, like, if the pictures that our illustrator Catherine, like, drew, if it went along with the story. And that was mostly my job, especially when it came to the cover. Because if it's called Aves ABCs and it has my face on the cover, I want it to look exactly like me. So I'm like, okay, that's just me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. So you're happy with the illustration? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So if now we're gonna have to send it back. <laughs> what what was like what was the experience like for you working on this project with your daughter? 
it was um it was hard sometimes reining her in like you know keeping her focused on the task at hand um because for her I guess it's just like, you know, the experience of the writing process in school, right? Kids think, like, we write this story, okay, these pictures, let's put it together, and then we have a book. And I'm like, no, we're going to go through phases to mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, the images represent the words on the, you know, like, they, they pair well. And I, you know, I had to help her understand that this is representing our culture. And right. so we put something out there where the images don't look like you know how you see some how do i say this nicely like you see some self-published books and the images are like kind of flat and they just look kind of generic i didn't want that for the book and so i told her look you you're an avid reader you have hundreds of picture books around you i want you to study the illustrations look at how vibrant they are and i want you to attack this from the lens of a you know like a, a kid reading this are the pictures vibrant? Do they stand out, you know, or do they look flat or is this something you would pick up or toss to the side? And so I had to just keep like reminding her, that's your charge, that's your charge, let's focus on it. Um, but it was, it was a good process so she can learn that when you do things, you step away and then you come back and you make changes. You know, like the first attempt is never like the final attempt. So mm -hmm. that, that was, um, and it was a lesson in patience for me, <laughs> for sure. Uh, you know, the patience is a theme in my life as a parent. So I, I, I understand, and it's a, it's a lifelong lesson, right? Uh, but what, what an amazing thing to be able to work on this project together, uh, mother and daughter. And, and I think y'all offer a great example uh, for other mother-daughter duels or other um, parent and child duels to step out there and, and do something like this. I had a um, individuals I interviewed on the last episode. It was a father-son duel. Yes. And so um, it's, it's cool for me to have these concurrent episodes where I have a parent and the child and talking about the process and what's been rewarding, what's been challenging. Uh, and it's encouraging to me as a parent as one day I might you know, co-author a book with one of my children. Uh, I'd love to hear what your hopes are for this book and what, what it is that you want to, what do you expect or what can we expect from you in the future? I want to do, um, I, I want this book to, to have a long shelf life. I, I want parents, you know, Caribbean parents to, you know, dive into it, use it, have it as a, like, a, a centerpiece, you know, like, a, you know, that's that table piece. You walk into a Caribbean household and there's, you know, like Ava's Caribbean ABCs. Because when I wrote it, at first I wanted, you know, like I, it was going to be like all Grenadian. And then I was like, no, I need to include the whole region. And so. It's like, you know, this beautiful love story as a, you know, just from parent to other parents. And I really want parents to dive into it, share it, gift it. Um, recently, I had a bookstore from the uh, U.S. Virgin Islands reach out and they create learning boxes for different elementary schools and they fell in love with it and they, they included it in their learning boxes. And so like, a big dream of mine with this, like for this book to take off 
and be featured in um, preschools and elementary schools and daycares, whether it's in America or whether it's back home. So just, I just wanted to, to live as long as possible. You know, the, it's, Ava, I don't, I'm not sure if you want to add something to that. I can. Um, so for the book, I want it for like other kids who are like also born here, like have Caribbean parents and like they're born here. Most of the time, all you have is just, for me, like growing up, all I saw was just American like culture. Like when you see ABCs, A's for apple, B's for balloon. But when my mom like makes like, mm -hmm. it this book and I saw like everything from like, like the, like the Caribbean in this book, it was like, you know, finally, like something that other kids like me can read and be like, you know what, that's culture, that's something I'm proud of. And that's what everyone needs to see. And I hope this book just, um, I hope this book just makes other kids like just want to know more about the Caribbean because I know lots of times when you mention the Caribbean, like the straight, like one thing is like people don't really think of like the other like the island like specifically the other islands in it and like when they think about it it's like sometimes i know some people be like oh parts of the caribbean or like straight up like oh vacation spots like the bahamas and when there's like multiple islands like i might say grenada for like you mean spain or something like that and i'm like no so i just hope other kids like me can like can be like yep that's my culture i'm proud of that absolutely absolutely there's a lot of ignorance and so it's important for us to find ways to build awareness, to expand people's knowledge, to, to expose our culture. You know, there was something I came across in the book that caught my attention and I'm curious to know if you got any pushback around this, given the climate that we're living in. And it was uh, early on in the book, it states A is also for Arawak and indigenous people who were wiped out by colonizers. You know, I, I didn't, write this down beforehand, but I, I've been thinking about this for a few days. I'm like, ah, oh, that's, this page caught my attention. Um, the Arawak tribe is also a tribe found um, historically in the Dominican Republic where my parents come from. And so that was one thing that I was like, oh, this was, this is great. This was awesome that you mentioned the Arawak tribe. Uh, but then that, you know, that piece we talked about, you know, indigenous folks being wiped out by colonizers i'm like oh i wonder <laughs> I, I wonder if they got you know a, a little bit of pushback because there's so many people don't, that don't want to embrace truth yeah i haven't had pushback just yet good i wanted to like i wanted to open it up with that <laughs> like that was very intentional um to start with something very strong and to start with a hard truth. Because in on my island, um, the indigenous people there were the Caribs or the Kalanago people. And they were basically massacred. And we have this particular uh, location, it's called Leapers Hill. And, and you know, the history behind that is Many of those, you know, the, the last remaining uh, Caribs, they jumped off. They literally jumped off um, wow. than to be enslaved, than to be, you know, brutalized or, you know, waiting to be massacred by the French because they first colonized 
Grenada, the French, followed by the British. And so I was battling with, do I want to tell that story of, you know, the Caribs jumping off like Leapers Hill? Or do I just want to make that statement there at the letter A? Because it's, it's something that a lot of islands could connect to. We all had indigenous people. Right. And a lot of them were wiped out, you know, via genocide, um, whether it was something as, in my eyes, brave as leaping off into the ocean. And so, yeah, I haven't had pushback, you know, so far, but I welcome it because that's the truth. <laughs> Hit him with a hard truth. I, I commend you for taking that approach and starting the book that way. Um, I, I think it's important to not shy away from teaching our young people these hard truths, right? And doing so at an early age, even though there are, you know, portions, segments of society <laughs> who uh, are arguing against that. What, or who, rather, is your target audience and why? When I first started, I wanted it to be young readers, you know, like um, kids in elementary age. And then as I started flushing out the letters and telling the stories, I was like, this is going to be for everyone. I want that the parents, uh, whether you're of Caribbean descent or not, reading it, I want you to learn something from it or remember something from history or school back home. And I wanted them to be able to have that conversation, you know, with their kids. And so I kind of started off with elementary. And I was like, no, I want this to be for all ages. Anyone can pick up the book, read it, and learn something. You know, for like, you know, Caribbean parents, yes, things will start clicking. Like, oh, yeah, for sure, we have this, we did that. Um, but for the non-Caribbean parents or for that, you know, that partner who has a Caribbean partner and you were trying to learn the culture to co-parent, I want you to take something away from it. So I tried to make it really general so everyone can learn. Because like she said, like, you know, you say you're from the Caribbean and everybody just thinks about beaches. They, you know, it's all fun. But they don't, under, a lot of people don't understand the power that comes from the Caribbean. The, you know, the, the rebellions that kick-started lots of, uh, of freedom movements, the revolutions that come from the Caribbean. You know, we, we it's a rich place with a rich history. And so that this book is just like a little taste of that. And you, you know, there, there were plenty of sections there where you talk about some of that history. One thing that comes to mind for me was talking about the Haitian revolution. And so uh, again, I love the, the historical components that you add in there. I love the uh, many untold stories, at least not on the mainstream level, um, that you're bringing to the forefront. And um, I, I wonder, how did you reach your final list of Caribbean ABCs? You know, did Ava have to cut you off and be like, Look, that, that's enough? This, or, or Ava, did you say you have to include this? Um, Oil down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had, I needed her, like, it was like, I needed her to add oil down because it's something my aunt, our, my aunt Antoinette, she always invited us when she made oil down. It's like my favorite dish because she makes it extra spicy where it makes her nose want to run. <laughs> but it's like a good type of run, you know? 
I really listen. Love. You better keep a Kleenex box next to you. <laughs> it it was hard. So it was really hard not making it all about Grenada, like just having everything about you know one island. And so I reached out to my friends. I have a, a small friend circle. You know, one one of them, her mom is Jamaican. Another one, she has family from Saint Lucia. And so I was like, all right, guys, here, here is the list. You know, am I leaning towards one island? Am I not including the others? Um, because, you know, like in the Caribbean, there's a little rivalry. You'll hear, like, the small island versus the bigger islands, like Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados. And then the rest of us are, like, the small island people. And so I just wanted to make sure, like, it wasn't leaning to just big islands. And all, you know, I, you know as much histories and, and connections could be made. Um, I will say, stepping back, I do regret, or I just, you know, like, I guess because my group were more so from, like, the predominantly English-speaking islands, I wish I included some other things like, you know, Cuba, Puerto Rico, like, you know, like, those aspects, because they're in the Caribbean, too. Um, and I guess that's, like, that 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 bias because sometimes when you think of the Caribbean we forget the Spanish speaking parts and you just think you know English speaking and I um that that was just one little thing when I look at it now I'm like oh man I could have put Cuba in there I could have put Puerto Rico in there Dominican Republic I'm like ah <laughs> yeah you might have a second edition on your hands right, um, right? <laughs> you know it's funny because I I I'm not sure if you're aware. I, I'm, I don't think I did share this, but Lorena and I have a, a draft of an ABC book, but it's very particular to Dominican-American culture, um, not encompassing the whole Caribbean. And we've been sitting on it for years, but for one reason or another, we just, we, we've never gotten quite where we wanted it to be and just haven't taken the steps to, to finalize that. Uh, but... You know, I, I, thinking about the stuff that you're saying, I'm thinking about the content of your book and thinking about the richness in the Caribbean islands, right? And the fact that there are so many stories that we could tell of the Caribbean. There are so many aspects of culture that we could share about the Caribbean. Uh, you just mentioned some of the language diversity. And so, you know, I, now I'm curious to do some research around how many other ABC books, uh, particularly focused on Caribbean islands, have been published. Uh, but if not, then, then you know, I think we have potential here to, to continue to bring out um, some more uh, materials that share uh, pieces, right? Pieces about the cultures that we represent. Oh, for sure. What What did you cut out or what is missing from the list? I cut out, like, um, a lot of carnival references. All the islands, like, we have carnival. And I really didn't feel like getting into, for instance, this one particular um, uh, event at carnivals, Juve. Um, and, uh, that's where it's, you know, in our island, Juve is really big and you play something called Jab, Jab, Jab. 
and you cover yourself in in old oil you have your horns on because it kind of celebrates like um liberation um and it, it's used as a form of protest so usually jobs started as like it's a form of protest you you what you know like you make statements against uh the government and it you know and there is a battle in the caribbean of where it came from like is it trinidad or is it grenada that you know that that really owns job job and my island we do it well <laughs> that's that bias we do it good you want that experience you come to grenada and so i did not put like j for job because i was worried about that that infighting like oh you know she messed up the history or she's leaning mm -hmm. and so i definitely left that out i wanted to add more um folklore in but then it just i i, I was like no nah, i can save that for something else so you know I, i'm definitely thinking there could be a follow-up maybe clay gets his own abcs <laughs> we, we add some things in there but you know i left out some more folklore and i i put the ligaru in there um for l because i know it's common or some version of it is common in different islands and people call it different things um but and then the jumbie of course is uh common in different islands and stuff like that but those are the two things i left out more folklore and then the whole carnival <laughs> debate over juve which island does it best <laughs> so that that might be something for you and ava to think about for a future project you know yeah. just focusing on one of those aspects or, or two of those aspects yeah Ava, have you introduced this to your school? I would like to. Oh, yeah. I, I, for, like, I need you to make that happen, young lady. <laughs> we got to make that happen. Because <laughs> I forget. I give it to my teachers. I'm like, oh, my God, I love the book. Like, my thing is to love the book. Sometimes you should teach it. Because <laughs> that's the thing, like, we give them books and sometimes, like lots of them, like we just give them the truth. Like the thing is, it's like they don't really teach it. And you're like, that, I mean, that doesn't make sense. Cause I mean, going back to that part where it said like, where like the indigenous people, like what was it called again? Sorry. The Arox. The Arox. Like how come, like if they're wiped out by colonizers, how come we don't really, like really go into their perspective of it? Cause theory, like, like right now in seventh grade history, we just learned like, we just came from, like, Native Americans and, like, their interaction with the Europeans. My thing is, y'all are so quick to talk about the sellers. Like, oh, my God, like, economic problems, freedom. My thing is, what, what, what happened to their perspective when they were the ones being slaughtered by people who were pretty selfish? So, I mean, if you're, if, I mean. <laughs> it, it sounds like you're probably doing some teaching through through your learning experience in schools um uh, just just even listening to your response right now there's there's much that your teachers and your peers can extract from what you're sharing and i would imagine through some of the assignments that you have to complete they likely present some teaching opportunities which is you know the reality is sometimes that's the way we have to make it happen um, kind of backdooring the situations, like, oh, all right, you ain't gonna teach this. <laughs> That's all right. I I'll find a way. <laughs> I'll find a way. And again, to me, it's it's really about 
us continuing to be intentional about controlling the narrative. Yes. Telling our stories as y'all have done with Ava's Caribbean ABC. To, for our audience, what is a message of encouragement you want to offer them? Ava, I'll start with you. Advice, any kind of parting words, like? Well, I would say that don't be shy when like people, when people like you feel like, like how can you don't get a voice in things and sharing your story if like one story is always dominant. Don't be shy to say where, where you come from in your culture because when you don't say, people are not gonna know. So the more you voice it, it, it really like helps you be like, you know, I love my identity. I love who I am. I love my culture. And it really would bring people to understand where you're coming from and like help you like just like understand each other. That's awesome. And you're a great model for that. I saw a video posted on your mom's IG page where you were getting, I don't know if it, the issue was the morning announcements some issue at school in terms of hey they're not they're not covering this subject to its totality they're not telling this angle i'm not sure if you recall which video i'm talking about um but you you were addressing something that was going on in your school where you were not satisfied with either how they were responding to it or how things were being communicated and i was like oh all right this <laughs> this is a powerful voice here and so continue being that great role model in terms of speaking your truth, um, not being ashamed to do so, uh, utilizing your voice because you have a voice and it needs to be heard. Uh, even if sometimes people don't want to hear it, which happens, you know, sometimes they don't want to hear me either. But I say my piece and it's going to land on the ears that it's going to land on. And, and even if they don't want to receive it, I'm going to continue to say it, uh, just like it seems that you are also. So thank you for being a truth teller and utilizing your voice and being a model for the young people uh, and older folks alike. Uh, Mom, doctor, <laughs> what is the message of encouragement that you want to offer the audience? If you have a story to tell, tell it. You know, don't wait for, like she said, don't wait for someone else to tell the story. If something is missing, just just do it. Don't put it off. Don't overthink it. Just just do it. Because, you know, it, it would have been a missed opportunity. So tell your story as you see fit um, and just do it. Get out there, tell it, just do it. Tell your stories, folks. Where can our audience purchase Ava's Caribbean ABC. If you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you can actually visit um, a brand new Black-owned bookstore called Kindred Creative Press. It's in the Louisville Mall. I believe it's called the Music City Hall in Louisville, Texas. Mm -hmm. Drive out there, get you a hard copy, support a Black-owned bookstore. You can get it at my website, readtechwrites.com. Com or you know, 
Amazon. <laughs> as much as we try to keep the money away from Amazon, it's on Amazon. If you want that ebook, um, it, it's it's available there. So you can go to Kindred um, Literary Press in Louisville, Texas, readtechwrite.com, or it's on Amazon. And for those who want to connect further with, with y'all, either as authors or you as a consultant, where can they follow you? Um, you can follow me. I'm more active on Twitter than I am on IG. So you can follow me on Twitter at lit, L-I-T underscore bark, B-A-R-K, lit bark, or at retech right. So there's the lit bark is the professional, uh, the uh, personal Twitter account where I share, you know, things that I'm doing personal, personally or professionally. But the education consulting side at Retech Right on Twitter. Um, you can also go to the website retechright.com, sign up for the newsletter, and you keep in touch that way. Listen, folks, if you haven't, if you don't have gifts lined up for the holiday season and you need gifts, those of you who will be gifting, this is the perfect opportunity for you to get Ava's Caribbean ABC and gift it to somebody, Absolutely. anybody, everybody, <laughs> Absolutely. young, old, alike. Gift them Ava's Caribbean ABC and you will not be disappointed. I want to thank y'all for being here. Ava, thank you for your insight. Uh, thank you for your voice. Dr. Lois Marshall Barker, thank you for your efforts with this book. Thank you for encouraging Ava on this journey with you and, and getting Ava started early. Ava, I'm, I'm eager to see what else you have to offer us in the future. Uh, and, and not just as it relates to, to publishing, but you seem like a young person that has all the potential in the world. So watching from afar, and cheering you on. Thank you both. God bless you. Good evening.